welcome to episode 30. Yes, that's right, episode 30 of the Top 2 Inches Rugby Podcast. A little milestone there for us. Fantastic. Thank you all once again for continuing to subscribe, listen each week, uh, give feedback, etc. on what we do, and I hope you continue to enjoy it. Once again, thank you to iSpy Surveys, the go-to specialist survey and inspection company based in Exeter, Devon for sponsoring our podcast. I had a little email this week from the managing director who has advised their profits have increased since they have sponsored this show. So that's fantastic news for them. Anyway, what's going to be happening on this episode? Ollie will be here once again when we will be reviewing the Gallagher Premiership and the final round or the final, should I say, uh, match in the women's six nations between England and France and what a belter it was. Thoroughly enjoyed that game, but definitely one for the purists. We'll look at the news from in and around the game. We'll check out the fantasy rugby. There were no rounds or no games, should I say, in the Allianz Premier 15s this week, so we won't be reviewing anything there. Um, and yeah, that's probably about it. Let's just crack on with this episode. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, oh, my bath. But obviously, that's something we can come on to when we discuss the Gallagher Premiership, isn't it? We foresaw... That's a strange start to the... Uh, well, just... obviously not like the weekend, is it? No, but obviously, you know, all the abuse I got when Bath beat Leicester... Oh. I, th- I did genuinely fully deserved. Or... Fully deserved. <laughs> anyway, let's not make it about Bath and Leicester. Although ultimately, it probably will come down to that at some point. How well, that re- was the main. That was the main event last weekend, wasn't it? But Bath Wasp certainly wasn't the main event this weekend. Was it? No, it absolutely was not, my man. It was not. And but... I, I did Leicester get on anyway. Yeah, we'll come back to that later well... on as well, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, how's your week been so far, mate? All right, mate. Pretty, pretty standard week. Busy, busy. Yeah, all good, all good. Yeah, getting uh, sort of back into the world seems to be getting back into coming back back to life again, doesn't it? Slowly, but which is nice. Yeah, had my uh, COVID vaccination as well over the weekend, mate. So that oh, was all fun and games. Good. You, you not been feeling great or feeling bionic? Yeah, I had a couple couple of days of. Uh, bit under the weather to be honest just sort of mild mild fluey symptoms but um pretty standard by from what i've read i think that's quite common for a lot of people so uh, no i didn't know you take it on the chin isn't it mate take it on the chin absolutely mate i'm still yet to have mine but hey hey never mind that must be because of my ripe old age mate i got got in before you but (laughs) well potentially yeah but you know i was supposed to have mine wasn't i so we we all know the covid story so it's fine no we're not going to go back um so i I live in a civilized part of the world as well so we're probably a bit further ahead on the vaccination site you might have to wait a little bit longer where you're from (laughs) but you're that makes no sense at all because you're you're literally 20 miles up the motorway Oh, yeah, true. Are we not in the same area? Civilization. <laughs> Although I, I did try to book mine in, and I actually had to go. The closest place I could go to was literally on your doorstep, which made no sense to me at all. So you're, you're probably right in what you're saying. Maybe, <laughs> maybe your area is a little bit more overly developed than down here when they talk like that on the farm and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, mate. You'll, you'll get your turn though. You can, I'm you can sure I will. I'm sure rough I will. As well. <laughs> um, okay, so. Let's just sidetrack from from the um, the pleasantries. Episode thirty, mate. 
bit of a milestone. I've, I've mentioned it in the introduction. We're still yeah, here. We, we're still going, which is nice. Um, still enjoying it. Fantastic stuff. Hopefully, the uh, the the well, I was going to say millions of listeners are enjoying it, but the 18, <laughs> 18 on the statistics are enjoying it, which is good. Um, it's not so, about that for us, though, is it? No, it's not, mate. We just like to talk crap on the on a call. Yeah. It's you good, know, good to cut, good to catch up as mates each week as well, and just chat Absolutely. a bit of rugby, general rubbish. But... We do talk a lot of rubbish, though. Um, okay, more, more you, but yeah, carry on. So let's just put a little little context to this, <laughs> this this conversation. Let's start with the news. Let's go Gallagher Premiership. Keep the Six Nations towards the end. A little bit of Lions chat. I missed the fantasy rugby chat, but I want to start off with Sari's watch. So, big game on the weekend in the championship. Sarri's mm. taking on probably their biggest contenders in the Ealing Trail Finders. Yep. Um, I don't necessarily think Ealing are much contenders anymore. Saracens came out on top 48 20. Um, I mean, again, you know, all the boys were there, quite a few internationals. Saracens clearly went full bore to make a, a statement because obviously they'd lost. To Ealing in the in the kind of warm up scenarios, um, but yeah. I haven't I haven't actually got to see any highlights, um, but I've just kind of read up on it, and and I think it's pretty much Sarri's just kind of dominated. You know, they had eleven full internationals. Again, it's it's just one of those, one of those. I guess it's Ealing. Obviously, are the t- are the closest kind of contenders to 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 kind of take the championship. I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely. Other than Sarri's the strongest, as far as I'm aware, the strongest side in the uh, in the league this season. Um, obviously, there's a couple of uh, teams that are, are not too not too far off um, far off the Ealing. But, um, I think Ealing are just that that little bit further ahead, aren't they? On on they, they tend, I think they're um, contenders and and actually got aspirations for coming up into the into the Premiership as well, haven't they? Which uh, it's being chatted about, isn't it? Possibly joining season after next and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I think totally agree. It's just Surrey's just uh, they just decided to um, properly flex their Surrey's muscles and, like you say, went full full bore on. I don't think there was a um, barring any uh, injuries that I'm not aware of. There wasn't any uh, international names missing this this fixture, was there? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was pretty much. Well, yeah. A full strength kind of scenario for Saris. So you know, fair play to them. We'll we'll keep an eye on Saris' watch um, and see what kind of develops over the next few weeks. Um, one one kind of news thing that is obviously incorporated into the Gallagher Premiership, but also the potential for the Lions. I've noticed over the weekend there's been quite a few significant injuries in the Gallagher Premiership. You've got, obviously, Joe Launchbury picked up the injury against Bath, which looked quite nasty. Evans from Harlequins, the flanker, the young flanker that's been doing really, really well for them. Also in my fantasy league, so unfortunately at this point he didn't make me many points. But I'll, I'll, I'll forgive him because he, he, he broke his leg, he broke, he fractured, fractured his tibia. So oh, that's, yeah, that's not good news. He's out for the season. Um, and I, I also mean, know. Did you say Lions really? Because he's probably not. No, sorry, no. But the other person that kind of yeah. picked, the other person that picked up an injury um, was George North. Um, and you know, the font of all knowledge, the BBC is kind of saying he's a he has an ac- anxious wait to find out if he's going to be, 
you know, able to even tour. Um, oh, really? Because he's obviously been in some good form as well. I'm not 100% sure uh, a knee injury for the Ospreys against Cardiff. Um, so, yeah, just a, just an interesting... It's always something, isn't it? There's always, you know, something kind of happens to... I mean, I was kind of going more for North and Launchbury for the Lions, but, you know... Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, just anyone... Any rugby player, as 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 ex rugby players ourselves, it's a feel for anyone getting injured on the pitch, isn't it? But um, yeah, especially timing wise for the guys who are sort of um, genuine contenders for um, yeah. touring for the Lions. But yeah, George, I didn't I didn't know about George North actually, but that's uh, yeah, a bit of a worry. Because it's definitely if he was selected for the Lions, it'd be the last one, wouldn't it? So yeah, exactly. And he's he's been. To switch into 13 he's he's done pretty well over the six nations hasn't he so um contender yeah. for that position, i think isn't it but, and yeah, launched, i feel so sorry for him because he's uh he got he got cropped six nations didn't he and then uh, yeah potentially the same now for the lions and actually he he could have been a good shout i think gatland definitely would have been considering him as a as a second row option he's uh, he's the type of guy you'd want out in uh well personally anyway for uh, in South Africa to take on the South Africans, isn't it? With, with his uh, the way he plays and um, and obviously the size of the guy as well in the second row, isn't it? So. Yeah, definitely. So fingers crossed for all of those guys. I mean, obviously I know Evans will be out for the rest of the season, but fingers crossed for yeah. Lordsbury and and North. The assessments kind of go well for them, and it's not not too significant or injury for them both. Definitely, um, definitely. Gallagher Premiership again. Let's this we'll, we'll run through the kind of order they they were played in. Obviously, starting Friday night with Exit and Bristol, but just before we go into that, tries are plenty again over this weekend. Really, wasn't it from all teams? Some yes, cracking yeah. some cracking rugby being played by everybody, and I think it does highlight a bit again the fact that the ring what the ring fencing or no relegation should we say has done this season to teams. It's um just kind of made it more more kind of free oh, free flowing. Um, and people are kind of having a crack, aren't they? Yeah, I'm sure that comes into it, isn't it? I think it's uh, probably a bit of a mix of things, personally, because you've got obviously it's uh, the the weather helps, doesn't it? It's uh, playing playing a sort of later season now, isn't it? We're in nice, nice conditions conditions on the whole, isn't it? For a nice run in rugby, getting getting lots of tries in, um, but um, just generally good to see, isn't it? It's nice. It's nice to see. Plenty of tries, plenty of tries, and absolutely, and they're well contested games as well. A lot of them, aren't they? It's a you know fairly, fairly close score lines. A lot of them, aren't they? And uh, but but tries being scored as well. It's not low scoring. No, uh, exactly. Close games, which is good. So yeah. So Friday night lights, Exeter over at Bristol, Ashton Gates. Exeter yeah. kind of came out on top, twenty to twelve. Um, did you get to watch this one? Um, I watched. I didn't watch it in full live, but I did watch um, a fair bit of it live actually. But um, my, I, mean, I personally, I don't know what your thought were. Just uh, wow, Exeter. They just uh, <laughs> they're talking about Sarri's flexing their muscles. Exeter certainly flexed their muscles, didn't they? And oh, mate. I mean, ex- some statistics. I think from the game, I could be wrong in this, and I know Exeter didn't give a penalty away until the second half. I think like around fifty minutes. Yeah, I did hear similar, actually, yeah. Something ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous. That is total control of what yeah. you're, of your, of playing your game plan, knowing what you need to do, 
and actually just follow, kind of following the rules. So when you look at it from that perspective, the, de the defensive display by Exeter won them the game, as far as I'm concerned. They were literally immense. They were physical. They ground Bristol down to the ground. You know, Bristol's two tries, don't get me wrong, they were brilliant tries, but they really required, like, Piertau's double, you know, double pump miss, flipping pass out. You know, what yeah, I'm saying they, is it, it yeah. took... It, yeah, it took exceptional exceptional players to be at the top of their game to even get those two tries. Yeah, of, I know what you mean. Because the extra defence. Your brilliance, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. To, to break extra down, yeah. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, in, in the end, I would say the only thing, I mean, overall, that was just, yeah, extra massively just flexing their muscles and saying, look, yeah. we are, we are extra, this is what we do, we are the champions, this is... You're going to have to come to this standard if you want to if you want to yeah. topple us. And, but, um, so um, a bit you would say a bit a bit of a wake up call for Bristol. But actually, the, there is the argument um, Bristol a could afford to lose that game because they've um, there's still a bit of a gap even even from losing that game. There's still a bit of a gap. I think is it still? Oh, I haven't checked actually. Is it six points between them? There was I think there was ten points between them, wasn't it? But, Hang on, mate. I'll have a quick look. You keep talking. But um, but also in Bristol's Chiefs basically uh, were full strength, I would say. Um, and Bristol missing a, fa a fairly large number of what you would consider to be key first choice guys. Obviously, the ones that stand out are in the backs: Rodrada, Sammy Rodrada, and um, Sheedy. Um, eight, eight, eight points clear still. It's eight points, is it? Okay. Yeah. Still, it's still a lot, but yeah, no, you yeah. Say, I know. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Um, and yeah, miss, missing key guys: Rajada, Sheedy, um, Randall. You'd argue, but uh, obviously, uh, Uren is playing some pretty decent rugby at the moment, anyway. But um, yeah, so some, and and I think probably a key one as well for me was um, uh, Nathan Hughes. Probably would have made quite a difference. Um, yeah. A bit of difference in this game, especially for giving you a bit of front, because he is uh, um, front front football, isn't he? He's the kind of yeah. go-to man, crashing it up. He's a big unit, yeah. From exactly um, go forward, get a bit of game line and all that, isn't it? But um, so yeah, they, you know, that that's just saying in there. But that's not to take anything away from Chiefs. They just, uh, yeah, it's just that that is Chiefs, isn't it? And that's what we saw from them last season with their dominance, isn't it? And uh, it's just a shame that they couldn't. Uh, couldn't have pulled that performance out last week, couldn't it, against Leinster? But uh, there we go. Or week yeah, before, no. sorry, was it? Leinster? No, yeah, I agree. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Chiefs just doing what Chiefs do best, really. Um, there's not not a great deal more we can kind of say. They were just, oh, apart from Johnny Hill's whatever meeting what? it was, a spiral <laughs> kick was just ridiculous. Unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. absolutely ridiculous. Um, but hey, hey. But basically, full, full 80 minutes from Jack now as well. So maybe that was the missing link. They've. Uh, they yeah, found played, their feet again, now he's back. Yeah, he played really well, I thought. I thought they all played really well, to be fair. All, all yeah, Jack, really no, well. I'd, I'd, it's both bolter for the Lions, even though he hasn't played much rugby, I would say, isn't it? I think Gatlin's mm. a fan of him. So, uh, Well, Gatlin, Gatlin was in the crowd again, wasn't he? He was having a look at Sam yeah. Simmons, he was having a look at uh, Noly and Johnny Hill, Hill and Slady and, you know, uh, all, uh, all the boys. Yep. Um, okay, so let's let's just leave that one. Let's move to Saturday and Harlequin's early kickoff. I think it was against London Irish. Now you predicted Irish, and you you did predict Irish, didn't you? 
no, I didn't actually. Oh no, you didn't, did you? Sorry, we should really. I predicted quid. Thought, um, I thought I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be a drubbing because I know Quinns have won by fairly big margins in their recent games. But I thought Irish would give them a give them a run for their money, which they did do. And it took a, an exceptional drive by Smith at the death or near the death yeah. to to kind of take the win away. I think obviously um, it was quite a niggly game. There's quite a lot of um, niggle. <laughs> For one of a better niggle between London Irish and Quinns over the years, uh, we saw a red card for Esther Hazen on the 48th minute. Um, again, uh, the niggle, I think, um, kind of got got the best of him there. Um, but Quinns kind of did. Again, this was a game. You know, Quinns have won and they've won ugly. It's 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 that, not ugly, but do you know what I mean? It's a ground out ground out victory, like the like the like the. Jesus, I can't talk. Like the likes of Exeter and Bristol do, they grind out wins when they aren't playing particularly well. If that makes sense. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that take take. That's probably the most biggest positive Quins can take from that, isn't it? Although they were losing for a fair a fair majority of that game, and, and yeah. Irish were 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 gunning for him, and and they managed even with losing a guy to the red card to uh, to to clinch the win at the end, wasn't it? So. Um, yeah, that's that's a huge positive, isn't it? So yeah, uh, definitely. Have you heard uh, Esther Hazen how long he's out for? Because that that could be a bit of a blow for them with the next, if he's out for a few. No, weeks. I don't. I don't think it's the the kind of inquiry or or meeting around it has happened yet. But you're absolutely right because right, I think it's actually his second red of the season. So he could he could mm -hmm. be looking at a bit more of a, a longer ban than three three matches. I think it could be a little bit more, which obviously would impact on on them because he's been an outstanding a standout player for them through the season but you've got to you know they've they've still got good players i mean northmore i think he's a good lad he can play on the cent in the center can't he yeah they've got they've got some obviously got great great um sort of choice and and, and backs there but he, I, I think he has made a big difference for them he's given them that go forward ball of, yeah go forward um the big direction in, in the center yeah. isn't it so i want to run off with with the um, offloads and everything as well, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which is great for the likes of uh, Smith inside of them and Marching outside of them, isn't it? It works. It's been working very well for them, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it could be a blow. He could, I mean, he could in theory be out for if that's four or five games potentially. That's uh, what is it? Is it five rounds of the normal season left? Yes, it is five. Yeah, five. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're abs you're absolutely right. It could. Um... Could be a significant blow for them, really, um, but they are still still up there contending for top four, yeah. which, which yeah, is yeah. good. Uh, the next game, Newcastle Falcons at Gloucester. Now, this was a bit of a humdinger. This one, Newcastle got off to an absolute flyer, twenty-one nil. Well, it finished twenty-one-seven at half time, but they were twenty-one nil up in the space of like the first twenty minutes or something. They were playing some. They scored some lovely tries. Um, but then I think what the kind of factor was, they had the. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, mate, I lost you just for a second. Yeah, no, it's it's because for some reason I pressed Siri. I didn't mean to. Um, so yeah, so Newcastle had the win behind them, and I, I think it kind of shows because in the second half, Gloucester then took the game thirty-five twenty-four. So Newcastle against the win only scored three points in the second half. Whereas Gloucester obviously scored twenty-eight, if my math's correct. So quite quite a difference, really. Um, did you thoughts contributions? 
<laughs> um, he's he's going to let me talk. <laughs> oh, well, well reviewed, mate. Move on. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it live, um, but I, I've obviously seen seen the highlights. And yeah, I, I agree. It looked, it looked like a cracking game, actually. Both, both teams looked to play some very good rugby, like you say, and scored some. It was just a good contest, isn't it? Which was which was nice uh, nice to see, actually, because it's uh, especially Newcastle, um, although they did lose it in the end, sadly, but um, they've um, they've definitely struggled for form for several games now, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, for them. Hopefully, potentially the start of them getting a bit, bit of form back again, because they could do with picking up a couple more wins, I think, before the season's out. Absolutely. No, I'd agree. Yeah, it was good to see. But like you say, equally, just disappointing that they didn't... Um, Kind of didn't get, get the win. get the win, yeah. so oh, let's just get this over and done with. East Midlands derby, Northampton <laughs> versus <laughs> Tigers. Um, no doubt you'll have an opinion as always. Saints came out on top, twenty three eighteen. Would you like to give your opinion first, or would you like to hear me make excuses? <laughs> Tigers excuses. Um, no, just I, I'm not. It's just it is what it is, mate. It's uh, the best team won, isn't it? Um, uh, both both teams played tight Tigers again played some good rugby but um, obviously it wasn't enough and, and Saints were that little bit better weren't they and I think Dan Bigger was uh, had a pretty impressive brave game um, yes he did yeah he did fair play to him and uh, yeah made, made a big difference for them but um, yeah no I think... um, unfortunately but I, I did predict a Saints win um, I know the big game for Tigers was um, the weekend before, isn't it? So they're obviously heads down now, mate. I think the season's over, unfortunately, but there we go. Well, I, I disagree the season's <laughs> over, but I, I, what I will say is my, my kind of review of the game was, although Tigers were at home, they just, they had two yellow cards. That obviously doesn't help. So indiscipline, again, seems to be a bit of a factor that's kind of creeping in for them. But what I think Tigers did do really well is was, again they never kind of gave up a bit like Bath the week before they never kind of gave up. And, and right at the end, you were, they were, you were pushing and thinking they're, they're going to get this. They're going to get this. It's, they're going to take it. And the Dolu came on. He made a massive difference scoring his two tries. He did actually. Didn't um, he? But again, defense, I think defense won this game for Northampton at the death because they were literally, you, you ain't getting over our line this, you know, and they completely shut the Tigers out. So it was a really, really, although we lost, I really enjoyed the game, um, but yeah, fair play to the Saints. I think they just they were just a little bit better, a little bit clinic, more clinical on the day, um, and I think their discipline was a little bit better as well. But obviously, with Dan Bigger, the the man of the moment, you know, a bit of a hero really coming back on. Yeah, when he was would, injured. You, would you say from that performance, um, Quinn showed a bit of sort of grit and tough underbelly? Like, would you say? Well, no, because we're talking about Northampton Tigers, but. Well, sorry, did I say Quinns? You Saints, said Quinns. Saints, Saints. Yes, I would say that. Did I say they didn't have that underbelly last week? Did I? <laughs> you, I think you questioned questioned them last week, didn't you? Saying yes. about their potential soft underbelly when they come up against stiffer opposition, I think you were saying. That was, oh, that was a very good analogy. Maybe, I think, maybe that's just become, they only play Tigers, didn't they? No, I think, no, no, you're fine, that's fine. Just one, <laughs> one point, just going while we're on the Tigers. I just, it's... Right. So Tigers have got Ben Youngs, Wigglesworth and Van Poorflate. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I would get rid of Tom Young's. Tom Young's, no, why? Ben, what's, no. what's he's, he not done? he's not done nothing. <laughs> he was all right. I'd get rid of Ben Young's, mate. I, I think I think it'd be better having Wigglesworth and Van, Por- Van Porfley in the team, just thinking of money-wise, because Wigglesworth's got to be on a good bit of money. Young's, he's got to be on a good money. Van Porfley's not on a great, obviously, because he's you know just kind of coming in. But I thought he made a difference when he came on. He was quicker. He was sharper. Um, you know, he set up the try, I think, if I remember rightly. From Did he set up a try? He, he did set up one. Of yeah, tries. he did, didn't he? He made a break, and it was. I just, I just, I just didn't get rid of Ben Youngs. What do you think? Um, I, I say keep him personally. Oh, who would you, who would you get rid of? What keep all three? Yeah, just keep, just keep them all, mate. You want to just take as much salary cap because the less new players Tigers can buy, the better, as far as I'm concerned. But um, so just keep using up that salary cap. Youngs and Ford and the rest of them. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> salary no, cap, salary but, cap aside. Joking aside, I, I, I don't know. It's a difficult one. Man. You, you don't know um, uh, sort of who off, you know, off the field as well within the club who's who's got the sort of best and most influence and impact on the senior members. Um, must have a big role there, isn't it, as a senior play, so, player? So um, Wigglesworth only come in this season. And let's be honest, we're still a, still a great player, but he's, um, you know, how many more seasons has Wigglesworth actually got realistically in him as a as a top top level player, isn't it? But, yeah, um, but I, I was thinking more keeping Wigglesworth on to go into that kind of coaching role. I think he would. Do you think maybe he'd be a better mentor for Van Porfleet and the other lad who I, whose name alludes me that's supposed to be really good at scrum half? Can't think of his name now. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you, you can't say that Youngs isn't good at bringing on young young scrum ass as well. You can't. That's, that's oh the no. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're right. You can't really question that because you're not in the club to to know that or whatever, is it? To see it, but um, he, you know, I, I think he's probably a great senior player, the role model and, and, and mentor, like you say, is bringing bringing the young. But anyway, I don't know. You, you've obviously got something against Ben Young, so. Uh, no, I don't have anything against Van Young. I just, I just thought it was a nice little topic of conversation just from watching the game. Like I said, Van Poorfleet coming on, I thought he played really well. He, he upped the tempo and upped the kind of game. A bit like Spencer did, did when he, he did, came yeah. on for Bath. So, yeah, and, and like, Van, very, you could you could say Van Poorfleet very much looked, looks like the kind of player that Ben Youngs did when he first came on the scene, isn't it? He got, he's got that pace when he makes a break. He's gone, isn't he? He's, he's, uh, he's quite exciting like that, isn't he? But um, I think you, you've got to keep Definitely got to keep one of them. It's um, as a okay. senior player. It's when you get into your big games, isn't it, that you need your, uh, your experience. experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Okay, okay. Yeah. So let's move on to the final game on Saturday. Sale against Worcester. Um, really good game. Um, Sale looked like a totally different team. Although again, they lost. They looked really good. Huhard got a, try, uh, a hat trick. Shieldcock at fullback got a try. He looks really good. But I think a sale again, although they didn't have their best game, they know how to win. You know, they still scored uh, five tries um, and, and obviously are keeping the pressure on the top four. Yeah. Agreed, mate. Um, okay, lovely. Move on. Yeah, no. <laughs> to be fair, though, shout out to Worcester as well because they, they played some rugby, didn't they? Because yeah, they did. Um, and gave Sale a very good run for their money, wasn't it? It was... Um, um, but yeah, 
totally like you said let uh, scale just managed to uh, even when they weren't performing particularly well managed managed to get that way in again didn't they so yeah yeah roll on next round absolutely so the final game of the gallagher premiership on from this weekend <clears throat> uh bath against wasps unfortunately for bath do i get lost. to review that one first as well absolutely mate of course you can you <laughs> go for it let's see it's these pretty, it's pretty pretty brief no there's no excuses mate didn't turn up didn't turn up um, mate, they didn't did they those first bet, 20 minutes bet, bet team one didn't turn up first half was um, poor yeah just shocking so yeah no excuses for that half an hour of the second half some fantastic rugby ben spencer came on obviously and yep. made a big difference but, um and i genuinely thought we we uh once we got back in lead, that that was it. With you know, basically ten minutes to go, um, the you know the me- momentum of the game had completely, completely shifted and swung. Launchbury obviously off, unfortunately, um, and uh, and so running the game and and Bath were just massively on the up foot, up on the on the front foot, um, and should have won the game, but unfortunately, with the red cards. Conditions being a big topic this season, this is one game where it decided the game, unfortunately, and, and changed changed the game and decided the game. And uh, I'm not arguing that that shouldn't have been a red card because under the letter of the rule, it's a head-on-head collision and that's a red card. But this is, without going into that topic again, this is just, in my view, where the rule needs to be amended slightly because there was no way that that was... Uh, uh, in, uh, intentional, yeah, collision and shouldn't, in my opinion, have been a red card. But um, it is what it is, and, and we lost the game. But I definitely think if that hadn't been a red card and Urbano hadn't been sent off for the remainder of the game, then uh, Bath would have gone on and, and seen that game out. But um, yeah, it is what it is. No excuses, mate. So, uh, well, that's that. Overall, the better team won. So. That's a really, that's a really good, honest approach to how how bad Bath were on the day. So yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I don't have anything to add to that, mate. I just I think you you know you're absolutely right. Spencer came on, made the difference, looked really good, um, and yeah, it was just unfortunate. Do you think that's Bath's top four ambitions over and done with now? I, t- to be honest, I think they already already were, but um, it's it's probably solidified it but um Whoa. I, don't, I don't know I don't I don't really know if that is an ambition of Bath not saying they would ever outward, outwardly uh, acknowledge or admit that but I don't know if that's and, and let's be honest the season as a whole they don't deserve to be a top four side because they had the first quarter of the season playing some shambolic rugby so um you know, you don't really deserve to, it's, it's about the season overall and, and trying to be as consistent as possible, isn't it? So, uh, from that point of view, I would say they don't deserve to be a top four side, but um, yeah, uh, top, you know, if we could be top six and, and solidify uh, Champions Cup rugby next season, then that's a good result. And obviously, hopefully, winning this coming weekend, which we'll get on to, but and then, you know, potentially winning the Euro Challenge game and actually getting some silverware into the cabinet. I think that's probably main aim and target for Bath past season now but um, yeah yeah, so, yeah I, I don't i think it's probably confirmed that uh top four is just not not reachable now but um in reality it probably wasn't even if we had won that game so fair enough mate no i would totally i, I totally agree with that it's got to be it's got to be 
their main focus now is top six and obviously taking the silverware in the Challenge Cup, like you said, which we'll come on to. Okay, so let's just um, park that now. Let's go on to the Six Nations. Um, we'll finish off with the England-France game. Uh, but Italy, no, Ireland played Italy. Ireland came out on top 25 to five. So that means that Italy were third. No, yep. Scotland were third. Italy were fourth. No. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, what? Jesus. Right, let me start again. Ireland, right. Ireland were third. Italy Ireland were thaw, fourth. third. Italy were fourth. Scotland yep. beat Wales 27 20. So Scotland are fifth. fifth. Wales are sixth. Unfortunately for Wales, finishing bottom. Although it, it, it looks like they had a much better performance, actually getting some points and, and making a bit of a close game of it against Scotland. I didn't get to see either of these two because I did watch quite a lot of Premiership over the weekend. And obviously, the final between England and France and sweet Mary, mother of God, what a game that was. Um, so I did a bit of a, I did a bit of kind of, what's the word? Thoughts after the game, I actually wrote them down. Okay. Wow. I, I, I know I can write and I can read. It's a miracle. <laughs> so what I thought, two fantastic defensive sets from England and France, which kept the score low. Yeah. Um, and which is quite an amazing thing, really, because prior to that game, in the opening rounds between them, they scored 33 tries between them. Yeah. Um, so when the pressure is put on because the defensive tries don't come, there was obviously those kind of fine margins. And I don't think England and France, I do think England and France need to look at how they manage their game if they want to kind of compete at the top consistently. And obviously, more importantly, the World Cup coming up against you know, coming up, especially against New Zealand. I don't think on the performances of the day, they would even come close to beating New Zealand. Um, but obviously it doesn't mean that they can't improve if they work hard to get to that level. To that level. Um, and I think definitely the coach Middleton, he, he is the man that's going to be able to help them build um, on that performance for the squad. And I just want to give a special mention to Poppy Cleo because, I mean, she was an absolute warrior France, can, in my opinion, they completely targeted her. They knew they know how much of a kind of a special player she is. Um, and every time they kind of knocked her down, she kind of got back up. And I think that was kind of emulated no more than when she was literally dumped on her ass by two French players, I think it was. Got back up and carried on. It was just a game that, where again, defences came out on top. Um, yeah. And sorry, I'm rambling now, but it was just, it was such a great game to watch. Real one for the kind of purists of two, you know, two teams that are battering six bells of shit out of each other, to be fair. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. It was um, just a cracking contest, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, yeah, you say a great game to watch. It wasn't exhilarating rugby. Um, and, and like you say, low scoreline, not, was it one, I think it was one try, wasn't it? Just the England try in the whole game. Um but, yeah, a cracking game to watch, like you say, from the purest point of view. And just what a contest. So physical, wasn't it? And Yeah. De defence against defence. It was just big, big defence, wasn't it? I, I actually thought, um, personally, my sort of feel for the game overall was, um, I thought I thought overall, uh, France ball in hand looked more dangerous yeah. uh, than England. Had more, or created and had more opportunities to score. But obviously that... That again uh, just goes to show how good the England defence was to uh, to nullify them, wasn't it? Um, yep. And uh, but I, but I did I did just feel that 
although it was a great contest, but England were just always that just nudge little tiny bit better, um, stronger and more dominant. And and I, I, I sort of felt the whole way that it, it was going to be an England win, although it was going to be tight the whole way. It was going to be an England win, do you know what I mean? That yeah. never was in doubt. So I think, personally anyway, yeah, like you say, about building and going forward and everything, yes, they'll have, definitely have to put in a different performance and up the game to, to, to match and beat the likes of New Zealand. But um, they... they um, I think it was just a you know a powerful dominant did 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 enough to 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 overpower and nullify and beat beat a very good French side didn't they and uh, yeah a good stepping stone won the tournament move on World Cup next isn't it here we come well no that's there's a, they've actually got this Friday night a uh, another game against France a friendly I'm not 100 percent sure how that's panned out but they've got another. It might be because of the delay, maybe, of the World Cup, or they need another game. Um, I don't know, but they've got a f- friendly against France over in France, so that's going to be an interesting really? one to see. If, yeah, to see if France can, um, you know, get that win over there. It kicks off that's at eight bad. o'clock. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure why that's happening. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to. Yeah. To motivate yourself for that one. But we'll I might, see. Uh, might be running out. So if it. If that one, yeah, maybe there were maybe quite a few um, selection changes for both sides for that one, you would guess, isn't it? Yeah, maybe maybe kind of uh, blood a few more players or give a few yeah. more players a bit more, you know, high-end match experience. Because I guess that's also something, you know, don't get me wrong, I think the women's game is fantastic. But you, like we've said over the kind of weeks just gone, you could really see the difference in the golf between England, France, and then, and then Italy, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. It's um, there is a big difference. Yeah, well, I say I'm I'm fairly, um, fairly new to the women's game, but my understanding is, uh, in this tournament, England and France are the only fully professional nations, aren't they? Um, yes, I think so. So that that's obviously going to, um, sort of prove to be a, a golf in, in playing standards, isn't it? But um, yeah, obviously, um, different different case when you get to the World Cup because there'll be a. Um, several several more fully professional nations involved in that, isn't it? So, New Zealand obviously being the key one, isn't it? Yes, but, um, definitely. And the fact that the World Cup is in New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be really, really interesting. But yeah, I mean, I really enjoy the tournament. I really think England England women's team are doing really well. But also, I don't know if you do know, um, England and France are actually drawn in the same pool in the World Cup. I did so, know, yeah, I did yeah, so that's going to be, yeah, going to be really interesting that one. Can't wait. Yeah, definitely make, watching makes, that. Makes the weekend result uh, that that little bit more positive as well, doesn't it? Because it's always yeah. good to uh, the the uh, psychological effect, isn't it, of getting that yeah. win, isn't it, when you come to these big games? So yeah, definitely, I agree. Yeah, good, though, mate. Good cracking game of rugby, though. Cracking game yeah, rugby. really enjoyed it. Okay, so let's just move on to next week's kind of predictions. Obviously the. Gallagher Premiership is taking a week off. Those guys need a bit of a rest. Apart from our boys, Tigers and Bath, semi-final of the European Challenge Cup. Tigers go Friday night at home against Ulster. Um, uh, hmm. I think it all depends on selection. I think, obviously, Leicester have a chance. It is I know, obviously, it's at Welford Road and there are no fans. Um, Ulster have been playing well, but I'm hopeful that Tigers come away with a victory. I'm sure you'll probably say Ulster, but um, 
I think it's going to be a cracking contest, nevertheless. Yeah, agreed. I think it. I think it could be a very good game. Um, but we know we know Ulster are strong, obviously a strong side and and strong European side. But um, so yeah, big, 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 uh, big contest, big, uh, big game for Tigers. Um, but no, I'm, I'm going to back Tigers as well, mate. Um, mainly because I'm obviously going to back Bath and. It'd be it'd be great to see an all English, particularly Bath Leicester final, um, and Bath to win it, obviously. But um, that's a yeah, no, no. obvious side. Though, but. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously. I think I think you know. Although I'm not a massive fan of Bath, obviously. Likewise, you're not a massive fan of Leicester. They're, they're not our teams. But when it comes down to kind of you know English against Irish and French, we're always going to want the English team to kind of progress and I think you're right it would uh, you know for that final it would be you know fantastic if that does happen um yeah, in so particular because the English sides have all been knocked out of the uh the Champions Cup isn't it uh yeah in the quarterfinal round so uh yeah so even more so it'd be great to get two English sides in the in the Challenge Cup final um but yeah I, I think um yeah, to be, to be honest, both semi-finals, we haven't got onto the Bath game yet, but, but they're both going to be potentially big, big contests and, and fairly, could potentially be very close. But um, I think that the, that Nadolo, you mentioned him when he came on, yeah, has um, made a huge difference against Northampton. So that could could almost be the difference. The yes, Tigers, I, I think. When, yeah, because um, he's, he's obviously back fit and playing again now and um he certainly looks to be come back at, um in very good form so uh, he he could make a big difference to the end of fin- uh, tiger's season um uh, especially if uh, you you know you've got the likes of george ford inside who uh, we very much know how to use a player like that isn't it so um, yeah, yeah i'd agree that's, that's, a, that's a big big positive for tigers especially going into a semi-final so uh, yeah be a tough but- Tough game, contest, but I'm back, Tough in, co- I'm, back in, I'm back in your boys, mate. Good lad. That's what I like to hear. Um, now, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to, I am obviously going to be back in Bath, but I am a little bit more worried for Bath now, given the fact that the Stuart obviously pulled out prior to the um, game with, I can't remember who they just played, Wasps. Yeah. Um, with a with a calf injury, Abano is obviously going to miss the game because of the red card, and I think that is going to add. It's going to be more difficult now when your first two choice props aren't playing because I think they bring a lot to the Bath team. They kind of it's quite a drop off from the from the starting loose and tight head to the next two. Does that make sense? Yep. I think Henry, if Henry Thomas does start for Bath, he he gave quite a few penalties at, uh, penalties away at scrum time uh, against Wasp. So I'm a little bit worried now in that respect. But then on the flip side, Montpellier haven't played for three weeks, so they could be yep. a little bit ring rusty. But obviously, the quality that runs through that Montpellier team, which I didn't realise, Cobus yeah. Reinach is there. Um, What's the big French second row? Vermeulen? Va- no, not Vermeulen. Vahamahina, he's there. Um, Henry Pollard is the fly half if he's not injured. I mean, Henry Pollard against Orlando Bailey. 
I'm not sure Pollard is fit, is he? But um, is he not? Yeah, they, they've, um, they're a star-studded side, definitely, aren't they? But yeah. They've mass- massively under underperformed for um, uh, for the names on their uh, on their squad list, haven't they uh, this season? But uh, uh, but yeah, obviously, if it comes together on the day and it all clicks, then uh, they anyone's going to find them hard to beat, aren't they? So uh, yeah, if that happens, it's a big ask for Bath, but. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that I think. I think it's all gonna come down to selection again. Does Hooper go with um, Orlando Bailey, or does he go with Matavesi? Um, you know, who? Which props is he gonna go for? Is he gonna go for Henry Thomas and um, Schumann. Schumann, or is he gonna go Christian Judge? Maybe who's a bit bigger, a bigger tight. Is he a tight head judge? He's a tight head, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is, isn't he? Tight, yeah, he's a bit of a unit. He's a big lump again. You know, does he? You know, just it's it's going to be a fascinating encounter on, on tactically. Who I think whoever gets the tactics right is obviously going to win it. But I think also it's important that Bath get off to that running start. They need to not start slowly. They need to start proper into it. I sound yeah, like a bad I... fan, don't I? But I'm not. No, I, I agree though. Um, it, for um, particularly because, like you say, uh, Montpellier haven't played for, I think I think you're right, I think it is three weeks, um, so there could be a bit of sort of rustiness, especially initially there, isn't it? Um, and and they're, they're like a lot of the um, French uh, sides, they've, um, they've got a very big physical pack, haven't they? So yeah. um, for both of those reasons, yeah, Bath just need to start very strong and very quick and and move that ball around and get get them get those big guys running around as much as possible wouldn't it tie, sort of tie them out and, um and, and start running up the points in the first half definitely try and build build a lead basically isn't it but um i think back rows another one when you talk about selection i agree obviously that stewart and, and abano is um is a big blow um especially with the form both of them have been in but they you know they they bring a lot of uh, obviously in the scrum time um set piece but just ball in hand and, and front foot as well isn't it a bit, a bit of go forward they've uh, they've been been immense both of them this season um so that is a blow um just have to avoid having any scrums i suppose isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely uh, yeah and but back row is also is um i i, I think and i hope Falatau's back uh underhill hopefully in the mix for selection again and um so I would assume if everyone there is fit, it'll potentially be um, Falato, Underhill, Mercer, back row. Yeah, um, and you've got Reed coming off the bench. He played really well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's on. He's on fantastic form. So, it, you know, if if it's the back row I just named selected, you know, tough call on Reed really with the form he's in. <clears throat> but I think um, he won't be grudge. Uh, you know, sort of sitting on the bench for for those guys, isn't it? Um, well, it's not about the player, is it? It's about the team. Yeah, and he is um, some, at the moment. He, you know, he is a big impact player. So great energy to come off the bench, isn't it? So yeah. Um, and then yeah, back lines. The back lines. The back line on the on the whole with Bath. With you know, um, with, there is some injuries out there. Obviously, you have got De Glanville, McConaughey, um, to name but a few. And then the fly half position, as you mentioned, is. Uh, the big question mark, isn't it? Yeah, I thought Orlando Bale had the best game he has had uh, since uh, coming in for Priestland last weekend. Um, 
obviously he took on the, the kicking duties with Spencer sitting on the bench, but um I thought I thought definitely thought it was the best game he's had so far. So he's obviously developing as his experience builds as a young player. But um yeah, if 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 Priestland is available for selection, which I'm not sure he will be, or Matavesi, then um yeah, question mark, would Hooper go for one of them? Um you know, sort of backing experience in a big game? Um, or do you stick with your young guy? Obviously, Spencer will be, I would imagine, will be starting. Um, so, can potentially relieve Bailey from a bit of the um, the pressure again, isn't it? As he does with kicking and things. But, um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what, what they do on selection. Um, but who, whoever you pick, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be yeah, a hell of a game. Yeah, potentially a hell of a game. So Okay, um, cool. Um, so apologies, I think I did say let's let's look at doing the Lions squad next week, but I've kind of gone for it this week because the Lions oh, squad. You... Well, if yeah, well, yeah, short notice. Sorry. Um, have you have you had a chance to think of your Lions squad? No. Okay. Well, uh, let's maybe <laughs> let's do my Lions do, squad do, <laughs> off the cuff then. <laughs> well, no, no, I've I've thought about mine. Because um, obviously it's going to be announced uh, a week on Thursday, the Lions squad. So maybe why don't we do my Lions squad this week, your Lions squad next week, and compare the two? Oh. Okay. What well, you did? You doing full squad? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to just going to go full squad. Is that cool? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Love it. Here we go. Well, so how do you? Okay, go, go, go. No, go on, go on. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, what? Well, yeah, okay, so full squad. So you're choosing how many in each position, I think, because you don't know for definite what Gatlin's going to decide on that, do you? But it should no, be. No, if I knew that, fair. I'd be going down to the bookies. <laughs> but no, but I'm, yeah, I, that's, that is what I'm, I'm kind of going to go for. Okay. That's, that's what I've written down, okay? All right, so I'll, what shall I do? She's twiddling me thumbs for a bit. <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll run through them quickly. Like I said, I, I, I've prepared. So I've got, I'll start with the back three. So I've got, I've got. There you go, mate. A bit of music there just to uh, introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. So the back, the back three, I've got, I've gone for one, two, three, four, five, six in the back row, in the back three. So six contenders is what I'm saying. Hogg, Johnny May, Anthony Watson, Liam Williams, Louis Rees Zamet, and Jack Knoll as a bolter. Nice. I know. I thought that was quite good. Let's not compare, though. We'll, we'll compare, like I said. I've gone centres, Robbie Henshaw, Owen Farrell, Jonathan Davis, and Gary Ringrose. Fly halves, I have gone Dan Bigger, Finn Russell, Marcus, uh, what's he called, Marcus Smith? Yeah. As a bolter. Scrum halves. I have gone Connor Murray, ben Gareth, no, Gareth Davis. <laughs> Rigglesworth. Uh, no. Um, oh, I couldn't remember the, the Scottish, uh, Scottish scrum half. I couldn't remember his name. I've just put Scottish scrum half. Uh, I still can't think of his name. Played in the Six Nations. Huh? Ali Price. 
Ali Price, that's the one. Right, you, is your phone all right now? It's not disconnecting again. Can you hear me? Can okay. you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. So then props, I've gone Tag Furlong, Kyle Sinclair, Wynne Jones, um, Keen Healy, Xander Ferguson, and I've dropped Mako and gone for Joe Marler. Okay. Hookers. Yep. Ken Owens, Jamie George, Luke Cowan-Dickey. Second rows, Marotoji, Alan Wynne-Jones, James Ryan, Tag Byrne and Ian Henderson. And the back row, I have gone Toby Falatau, Tom Curry, Hamish Watson, Justin Tipperick, Sam Simmons and Big Billy Vunapola. So quite a few names that are obviously players that haven't made it, but I've gone for a few bolters pretty much just for shits and giggles. Um, so, and I'm, I'm going to say that I actually would start just a quick comparison. I would start Dan bigger at fly half, but that's just my opinion. Okay. Are you still there, mate? Have you fallen asleep? I think I've lost you. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I, did you hear anything that I just said? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah okay. No, good, good squad, mate. I like I like it, I like it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think the best way to do it. So uh, maybe if you, um, if you send me over yours, I'll, I'll do mine and then we can do a comparison and I can see where where we agree and disagree okay we'll do that then is that, is that a good way to do it for next week yeah for next week that sounds good that gives you a bit of time to prep yeah cool all right buddy so listen. Then, and have you gone have you gone for that's just your choice who you would pick out of that's the, yeah form and who's available and all the rest of it yeah yeah absolutely cool like it like 36 man squad okay yeah so okay I'll, cool. I'll ping that over to you and then next week we'll look at yours and compare okay yeah like it like it all right, buddy. Cool, cool. Well, listen, thanks once again. I will let you get back on the road now and we'll catch up Fancy rugby? Fancy rugby? No, no, no point in talking <laughs> about that. Are oh, we just ending that now? For the rest of the year. No, no, no. We're not going to end it. We're just not going to talk about it now because you're still well, it's here. Over. It's over, isn't it? It's over. I mean, I lost, I lost um, <laughs> Stuart. Didn't get a chance to change him. I was very generous and told you that um, somebody else had been dropped out and gave you the opportunity to change up but yeah no it, i'm struggling now i think it is it's going to be really difficult so but i'm still going to carry on did you not swap Stuart? because i let you know about him didn't i not in time you didn't i did maybe you didn't put the message up in time mm, debatable <laughs> <laughs> all right mate listen i'll let you get on and, and we'll yep. catch up we'll catch up again next week cool thanks right, mate. mate take it easy see you soon buddy bye bye that wraps up episode 30 of the Top 2 Inches Rugby Podcast. Thank you very much for choosing to listen, download, subscribe to our little podcast. We uh, hope that you enjoyed the episode uh, as much as we do kind of bringing the episode to your ears. We will be back next week, obviously. We are available on all major platforms ranging from YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify and Anchor. Ollie is still carving things up on Instagram. There is still quite a lot of stuff about Bath and not enough about Leicester. 
uh, but we're going to hold a board meeting about that after this. We are also on uh, Twitter at Top2InchesRP. So if you'd like to go over there, subscribe, leave us some comments. Give us some comments about our uh, squads for the upcoming Lions Tour. That would be fantastic. Uh, I think that's about it. I'll just leave me to say everybody keep safe and we will be back again next week.